Happy Monday, Misketeers. Welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. Lex Michael, what are you into this week? So this week I finished Death Stranding on the PlayStation 4, the new game by Hideo Kojima, uh, his first after he split with Konami, the company with which he made uh, the very famous and beloved series of Metal Gear Solid games, uh, which I'm a big fan of. This is his first solo venture uh, Kojima production separate from Konami, and it's a game where if you've heard about it, uh, you've probably heard a lot of people uh, comparing it to a walking simulator, which is on the one hand not wholly inaccurate, and on the other hand, I think wildly reductive. Uh, I, there is a lot of walking in this game. Your your main character, Sam, played by Norman Reedus, is a delivery person. The idea being uh, this is a post-apocalyptic future where a cataclysmic world event has made the sort of boundaries between this plane of existence and the plane of existence of called the afterlife of the dead. The the walls have started to break down. Uh, America has fallen, and the idea is we're going to try and put some version of America back together. And the way we're going to do that is this delivery man is going to make deliveries, thereby connecting people and essentially building a bridge from one coast to the other, so that we can uh, hopefully rebuild this country. So. I had a lot of fun playing this game. Now, a lot of people found the mechanics to be very tedious uh, because as you're walking, you're carrying a bunch of equipment on your back okay. and you're walking over unsteady terrain and things. And so it's about, uh, you know, constantly having to manage your inventory, balance everything out that you're carrying. And then also you will occasionally have to, you know, press the left trigger, or the right trigger to balance yourself out so that you don't tip over and damage your cargo and stuff. And a lot of people found that crazy tedious. I found myself just holding both triggers at the same time to balance myself, and I didn't really have that problem. But the environments are gorgeous. A lot of it's very relaxing. Like, I ended up for a lot of the long treks across the map, put uh, one earbud in my ear and listen to podcasts, but occasionally he'll put... Uh, Kojima's a big fan of Low Roar, the the band, the artist Low Roar. Okay. A ton of Low Roar music that will come up on the soundtrack as you walk through big open spaces. Really relaxing, as it turns out. I feel like now that I've completed the story, I'm going to go back in and do a lot of the ancillary deliveries because of how almost meditative I find it. Okay. The gameplay does get a lot more varied the further into the game you get. It's not, it's really quote unquote just walking for the first little bit of the game. Then, you know, you start like, like other video games becomes a lot more actiony. You have to fight bosses. You have some weaponry, Uh, but because it's Kojima and the sense of humor is what it is, your weaponry is almost all bodily fluid based. So because your main character has a condition called dooms, essentially he is less vulnerable to the the BTs, the beached things, which are these floating spectral, like dead ghost demon monster things. Okay. Uh, He is not quite as susceptible to them as others. And because he's got this condition, his bodily fluids might actually be damaging to them. So when you go to your private room, you can take a shower, you can go to the bathroom and all of your runoff is used to make ammunition and grenades so there's uh your one of your first weapons and your primary weapons is called other uh, hematic grenades and they're basically explosives that are full of your blood okay. and that's how you defeat these bts then you can get assault rifles later in the game and like the ammunition is essentially made of your your blood and your waste and that's okay. how you hurt them is is that a big uh uh uh, Kojima thing like Kojima's, is he a big bodily fluid guy in in hindsight Kojima's actually really into poop and pee humor 
which is okay. interesting considering how massively heady and intricate and smart his storytelling and his mythology is also really into poop and pee humor all right um, fair enough yes so uh then you've also got uh they're called mules that that were delivery people but became so so addicted to carrying and delivering cargo that they basically roam the countryside in gangs trying to steal they don't want to kill you but they do want to beat you up and take all your stuff but you can't kill them because if you kill them if you create a dead body it might create basically they they like explode because of whatever the death stranding once that happened to the world one of the things that happens is a body when it dies will undergo necrosis and it's bad business the body essentially becomes a bomb so you don't want to kill them so then you have to have ammo that's like you know non-lethal or you get to tie them up something like that why don't they carry rocks? It's a good question. You can, though, you can take a cargo container. You can convince them. You can, you can be like, hey, here's a rock. And they go, shit, why, why didn't I think of this? You can, though, pick up a cargo container with your hand and slam it into somebody's head. That's pretty fun. But uh, it's a lot more varied gameplay-wise than a lot of the memes, though some of the memes are pretty funny. A lot of the memes would have you believe, but also the story, even though like most Kojima games, most of the big story information is heavily backloaded. Like, very famously, he ended Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots with a feature-length cutscene. Most of the last two hours of Death Stranding are barely interactive cutscenes, and that's where everything gets rounded out and the story I ultimately found to be very satisfying, very moving. It is easily one of the best looking games I have ever seen. Some of the mocap on these actors is so good. I am not exaggerating. There were moments where I forgot for a second that I was watching a video game and it looked like I was watching two actors play a scene. Oh, nice. And the cast in this thing is pretty wild as well. You've got Norman Reedus as your lead, but you've also got Mads Mikkelsen. You've got Lea Seydoux. You've got uh, uh, Margaret Qualley. You've got the faces of Guillermo del Toro and Nicholas Winding Refn who lent their likenesses but didn't do their own. The, they didn't do their voice work. But it's it's something. I The word masterpiece gets thrown around so much lately that it just doesn't carry the weight that it once did, in my opinion. Okay. But I get, on the one hand, how this game would definitely not be for everybody for a number of reasons, but I also absolutely get the the sentiment that leads people to refer to Death Stranding as a masterpiece. I think it's it's excellent. It's one of those games. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge gamer. I play the big AAA titles that come out for whatever system I have for the most part, and that's about it. Yeah. And I'm not really a big play the game to 100% completion guy. I did that for the PS4 Spider-Man game because it just was so fun to swing around and stuff. But I'm not like, I'm not the guy who plays the Arkham games and has to get all the Riddler trophies for whatever reason. Right. This is a game where I, I genuinely see myself very possibly going back in and doing all of the ancillary deliveries even post story because i find something almost meditative about the process of making these deliveries uh from place to place across these really pretty maps and also i think the the mythology is really cool i think the new i think all of the ideas the really big ideas about life and death and the the barriers that separate one from the other i think are really really interesting i really like was emotionally torn apart by the end of this story and I was not prepared for that you get that occasionally with games but but rarely or I get it very rarely and I just I got so much 
mileage out of this thing. And it, it makes me even more excited now to see what Kojima is going to continue to do on his own because this is more than a little impressive. Okay. Um, so if you've got a, if you've got a, a console for it, uh, I highly recommend you check out Death Stranding. Not going to be for everybody, but if you if you see a way in for yourself and you want to stick with it past the first couple hours where it really is very, very, very walking heavy, um, I would highly recommend you check it out. The other, the, One other thing about the game that I think is really cool and sort of unique is that it's a single-player experience, but you are connected to an online experience insofar as everybody that's playing Death Stranding that has a uh, connection is, you can't interact with the other players, but you can build a structure, like you can build a bridge over a body of water that will then be there and other players can come along and use that structure you build and vice versa, oh, cool. which I think is really interesting. And it, it leads to a very different kind of collaboration, maybe a bit more impersonal kind of collaboration, but a really interesting kind that I don't think I've seen before. Does that mean that you run into other Norman Reedus's? Like, you'll be like, oh, look, it's Normaritas. And he's you, like, oh, no, I'm Normaritas. You don't, but if you hit the, in, in most of the environments, uh, if you hit the touchpad, the sort of, the, uh, on the PlayStation controller, that little rectangle in the middle, your your guy, Norman Reedus, will be like, will, will say random phrases, but he'll be like, you know, I'm Sam. And then you'll hear from somewhere off in the distance a voice responding, my name's Sam, too. Ah, that's, that's cute. Yeah, so it's like it creates the 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 illusion, the idea that you are inhabiting the space with other yous, potentially, but you don't actually see them. You just see the structures that they leave behind. Got it. Okay. Um, so that's Death, Death Stranding, right? Yes. Nice. I dig it a bunch. Um, so, Lex Michael, I'm catching up on silicon valley oh how um, how is it now i well i missed the fifth season so i'm i'm uh catching up on the fifth season um there we are in the midst of the sixth season um which i think is, we're getting close to the end of the show this I, is that you write the this is their final season i believe so call correctly because um, yeah, apparently kumel nanjiani is very noticeably jacked because he's putting on those marble muscles Ooh, yes so um uh, yes, in, in anticipation of the end of the se- series, I decided to catch up on the season five and start watching season six. Season five is marvelous. It's it's just as good as the whole show. Um, everything. I don't. If you guys haven't seen any Silicon Valley, um, it, it's featured on HBO, uh, and it is about a group of tech dudes trying to make their idea and. Uh, all the trials and tribulations they go through. And the main character is um, both neurotic and slightly megalomaniac. Megalomanic? What is the term? Megalomaniacal? Yes, that one. Which sounds, I believe that's correct, and it sounds like it cannot possibly be correct. It sounds like gobbledygook. Uh, (laughs) Are you talking about the the, the leads? Are you talking about uh, the Thomas Middleditch character? Yes. Uh, uh, Richard... Um, I watched season one of Silicon Valley and I liked it a bunch, but I have not. So I'm I'm, pull, I'm struggling to pull from memory. I mean, um, that's that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm talking to everyone as if they've never seen it before. Um, and so we have a, a Google surrogate, which he contends with and uh, named Hooli. And uh, it it takes a lot of the the like tech industry like stereotypes and, and really plays those to their most extreme. Um, and it also really finds ways to put the characters in really 
insane scenarios, which I think is part of the the big appeal of the show is just seeing this this group of characters who are really like they're they're so defined and so realistic and putting them in these insane scenarios and seeing how they deal with them. Mm. Um, I think it's it's such a well-crafted show, especially the trajectories of the seasons. Like the, the B story will always just kind of be happening in the periphery and it will always find a way to um, be so uh, instrumental in the, the season's, uh, I guess, penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys, I highly recommend it. If you have a chance, catch up. It's, there are only 10 episodes a season, um, and we're in the sixth season, so that's only 60 hours of your life, which is like a typical workday if you're like a doctor or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what, what are you doing really that's more important than watching TV? Exactly. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's on, it's on uh, HBO. Uh, if you have Hulu and you have the HBO addition, uh, it's, it's, it's not too much more. Um, or if you're, I don't know, if you just get HBO now because you're like, Cable, who has that? Get HBO now and then you can watch it on there. Or it's going to uh, HBO Max pretty soon, right? Who cares about HBO Max? <laughs> I mean, if that's how you want to watch Silicon Valley, presumably you No, because it's just going to be, I'm going to watch it on my HBO add-on to Hulu. Oh, that will, that will still be a thing probably. Yes. Um, unless I just get a free HBO Max subscription with my HBO subscription, then fine, whatever. But forget HBO Max. <laughs> well, Anyways. There, um, there goes our potential sponsorship by HBO Max. Present me with <laughs> present me with a, a, a with a good deal and and uh Great content, and I will support your your platform. Atari picks up the phone. It's like, listen, HBO Max, I want you to do me a favor. <laughs> and, yep. then, and then Atari's tweeting, there was no quid pro quo. And I was like, but I was on the call, too. Yes, there was. <laughs> you know what, Lex, Michael, I love your ass. Uh, what? Not your butt, but like. <laughs> Like anyway, all right. What? We were all making references, and I also made a reference. And I'm scared. I, uh, okay, it seems that <laughs> I'm, I'm not allowed to make. I'm inclined to cancel you references anymore. So I'm just gonna wrap this show up. What are you guys into? What, what's everyone into out there? Let us know by hitting us up on Twitter, which is Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. But you can also hit us up on our personal social media. Lex Michael, where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael, And you can find me at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, and make sure to join us tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the third season of Radio Lab's side podcast, More Perfect, in which they created the most perfect album. Um, they go amendment by amendment through all 1 through 27th amendments and talk about where they came from. They give you fun anecdotal stories involving the amendments. And also, uh, they created an album working with a numerous... <laughs> working with numerous different musical artists that were inspired by the amendments uh, and they created custom songs specifically for this album. Um, And the genres and the musical stylings vary so far that I think that it'll introduce you to new 
artists that you've never even heard of that you're gonna love yeah so uh make sure to join us tomorrow when we talk about that um until then take care take a monday with yep yourself oh. take a sweet break off a piece of that monday Ooh, yep that's our new that's that's our new catchphrase break off a piece of that monday who owns kit kat nestle they'll be like hey yep. and there goes our nestle sponsorship <laughs>